what's going on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. I have a big secret for you. You do not have to struggle for years to create a profitable and purposeful business that you actually enjoy showing up for every day. It takes three things to create relatively fast results, clarity, focus, and intentional actions. These are the three things I continue to provide support and accountability for, for my private coaching clients, and it's work that seriously lights me up. And it gives them accountability, guidance, strategy, and massive mindset shifts along the way. If you are ready to give up the struggle and have your best year yet in the year ahead, then apply today for my one-year private coaching program. From March 2019 through March 2020, I'm working deeply with just a handful of driven, passionate, and determined women entrepreneurs who are ready to step into their greatness and finally see the results they know that they deserve. Hi, ladies. My name is Tina Conroy. I am the founder of The Intuitive Woman. I have the pleasure of working with Katie in private coaching. I worked with Katie last year and will continue to work with her in 2019. Last year was my best year yet. The growth in my business was exponential and not only the growth financially, but growth in my mindset. See, Katie has this special way of keeping me focused and clear, staying on track and holding me accountable. I hit all my goals and look forward to hitting more this year. Katie allows me to be the best version of myself and allows me to create the business of my dreams. I can't do it without her. Thanks, Katie. To find out more about my one-year private coaching program and how it can benefit you, go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash my big year and apply today. Brandy Jackson is a side hustler. She works a full-time job and is trying her best to create a sustainable business on the side so that she can easily transition from that job into the one she's really passionate about doing, fitness for women. She's the owner of Brandy Jackson Wellness and offers one-on-one personal training and group fitness programs in her local area of Oakland, California. During this live coaching session, Brandy's main concern is how she can get more one-on-one clients and more people into her group fitness programs so that she can reach sustainability, that wonderful place where she knows that she can rely on the income she needs to make the shift out of her job and into her business full-time. So we naturally identify the seven different offerings that Brandy has and why it's beneficial for her to focus on the two main ones that already bring in the revenue for her and that she loves the most. We also focus on why it's so important to know your numbers, how much revenue she needs every single month, and how many one-on-one clients and group fitness members that translates to. We talk about marketing strategies that are already working for her and simple, but often overlooked ways to pour gasoline on those strategies to gain immediate results. And lastly, we talk about out-of-the-box marketing strategies that could help her get in front of people that don't already know who she is and what she does. Ultimately, today's live coaching call with Brandy puts a spotlight on getting real with your numbers, your conversion rates, and creating purposeful marketing strategies that actually produce results. So sit back, enjoy this awesome strategy session with Brandy. Brandy, what's going on, girl? Hello, hello. Hi, Katie. So happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. This has been a long time coming. You've been a listener of the show for a long time, girl. Yes, and I only track it from my son. He's still little to me, but he just turned seven. And I just remember walking around the track. You know, every community has like the high school track. And I would just walk him and listen to your podcast. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I've gone through so many businesses, but I've stuck with your podcast. And I keep 
holding on to all the information and finding new ways to use it. So so glad to be here. It's very cool to like have a conversation with you. Well, I am so honored. I'm so honored. And I'm so happy that you're here. We are on this live coaching call going to dig into some serious stuff, mm-hmm. ultimately to get some clarity on some challenges and blocks that you're having right now and ultimately get to some results, which is really what we want, right? So you're in this space of being the side hustler. And I know a lot of our ladies out there can really identify with that. They're working their day job and they're kind of doing the side hustle, something that they're super passionate about and they really want to transition into really nicely. And so that's where you are right now. I would love to get some clarity on how I can best help you today. What is it that we're going to focus on? What's your biggest challenge right now that we can start really focusing on? Sure. Well, to kind of do the big nutshell response, it would be to have my practice be at capacity. So that way I can find more room to actually start working on the transition. I have all of the other certifications and all of the other pieces that are required to go full-time in place, but I just need to make sure I have the clients to sustain the business, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So just trying to catch up. I have the plan. I have the organization about who, what, when, where, but I just need to have folks come in. I need to have people sign on and I need to see how the financial picture breaks down before I let go of the side hustle and turn it into the full-time career dream job, you know? Yep. What you're talking about is getting to sustainability. Yes. Like really (laughs) getting yourself into this place where you know where clients are coming from, you Mm -hmm. know what to do in order to get clients and Mm -hmm. those amount of clients, whether they're working with you one-on-one or whether they're in your group programs, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about that, that you know what to do in order to get the certain amount of those folks to then equal a certain amount of revenues that you need to generate every single month, right? Yes. That's sustainability, girl. Okay. So let's first talk about what your offers are. Okay. What do you offer right now? And how does that look? Okay. So I am an online and in-person personal trainer. So I offer one-to-one personal training sessions. I also offer online or in-person personal training and nutrition, like a combination package for clients to work on weight loss. I primarily serve women as well because I feel like I understand weight loss a little better for women. But I also am a wellness coach and clinician. So I also offer wellness coaching. And in a matter of maybe another month or two, I'll be certified with the state as a LCSW. So I'll also be offering therapy one-to-one in the state of California. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I offer those one-to-one personal training Two times a week, I have group fitness classes that are women only. So that's a piece of my marketing. It's a women's only space for fitness, which makes a difference for a lot of the women I serve. And then I have the nutrition coaching programs where that's either standalone nutrition packaged programs for a span of one, three month or six month. All of the services line up that way. And then I also have wellness coaching. That's three, one month or six month as well. So just kind of packaged, but not having a lot of clients. My primary clients that are coming in are actually like the personal training and the nutrition clients. Okay. So the one-on-one personal training clients and the... You said the group fitness classes? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Just out of curiosity, what is the difference between wellness coaching that you do Mm -hmm. and nutrition programs that you do for people? So the nutrition program is really about what folks are eating, how to... My my approach is more of like a plant-based diet, which isn't... A lot of folks believe that to be like the vegan, gluten-free, vegetarian, but it's not. Plant-based is actually where you eat up to 10% of animal products per day as long as they're clean. So I weave that into my nutrition programs. And we also look at clients' reaction to stress to help manage how do you feel when you're eating what you're eating? So there's a lot of comprehension that's woven into the nutrition programs based on what they're eating, time of what they're eating, hydration schedules, all of that is kind of mapped in in that program. And wellness coaching is really more about the emotional components of stress management for clients to manage their day. That usually applies or it seems to apply more to folks who are going through transition. So it seems like the folks who are booking with me are in some stage of transition in their life primarily. 
as I am a side hustler, my daytime job is a clinician. So I work with people all day building, you know, assessments and treatment plans for stress management and just self-management. So So that is a very easy, easy yeah. for you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we itemized six different things that you do or six, <laughs> six different ways that okay. you a package of sorts that somebody could come to you and say, I need this, right? Mm-hmm. And out of those six, you're telling me that the top two revenue generators, the top two most popular reasons that people are working with you and paying you is the one-on-one personal training and the group fitness classes, right? Yes. Okay. So do you know offhand right now in your side hustle, gut guess, what percentage of your revenues are brought in from one-on-one personal training clients? And what percentage of revenues are brought in from your group fitness programs? Gut guess. Gut guess would say 70 per, 70% is like personal training to 30 group fitness. It's just because I offer limitation on how many classes I offer a week. I literally just offer two classes a week. So I, I assume or suspect if there were more classes to be offered, that number would go up or my gut guess would shift from there. Okay, gotcha. I'm hesitant to dive into solutions already, but I just want to say this before I forget to say this. It is really important for you to know some financial details about your company Mm -hmm. because I asked for gut guess because I wanted to know like, like, what are you getting more of right now? Now there's something interesting happening here, which is like, okay, maybe 70% of your revenues are coming in from one-on-one clients, but Mm -hmm. maybe you have more people because of the nature of a group program, right? More people that are coming into your group fitness programs, but it makes up less of your revenue. Does that make sense? That is true. Okay. So there's all these variables and they're not good, bad, or ugly. They just are variables. They're all these components. And so a recommendation to you would be to identify all of these components of your... uh, Basically know your numbers. Like Mm -hmm. know on any given month, this is how much revenue I bring in through mm-hmm. group fitness programs. This is how much revenue I bring in through one-on-one personal training. Mm-hmm. This is how many people on any given week or month participate in my group training programs. And on any given month, this is how many one-on-one personal training clients I have. Just to mm-hmm. start knowing your numbers. They don't need to mean anything. It's just a really good thing to constantly know your numbers and track your numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, out of those two, which one do you love doing the most? I like group fitness more because there's a certain synergy that happens when a room full of women are supporting each other to take care of themselves. So I just like the energy that comes with, you know, small group women fitness classes. And one-to-one training is fun because you get to build a personal one-to-one relationship with your client. But I, I like the energy of shared success. That's what it feels like when women are in there working out together and cheering for each other. So it's pretty cool. Love it. And I agree. I've been part of both of those, by the way. So as a consumer, somebody who's participating in both of those, totally get it. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about how you have seen, or if you've seen a relationship between your one-on-one personal training clients and the group fitness program. Meaning, this is what I'm ultimately asking. Are the women who participate in your group training programs, group fitness programs, do they then transition into one-on-one personal training clients and vice versa? Does somebody who you're working one-on-one with oftentimes transition into a group fitness program? Not necessarily. It seems like it's a matter of folks not being able to attend the two sessions a week I offer for group fitness, then they'll select the personal training But for folks who do personal training, they tend to prefer that because their schedule won't allow for them to come in during the week. I offer my one-to-one sessions pretty much on weekends and Fridays. So it's just a matter of what makes sense for them. And I don't know if it's um, based on anything more than schedule. Got it. Okay. Talk to me about your different offerings in your one-on-one personal training. When somebody signs up for one-on-one personal training with you, what does that look like? How many weeks, how many sessions, and Mm -hmm. what is the price point for that? Sure. So the one-to-one personal training sessions are set up for a one-month, three-month, and a six-month program. And I don't have the exact to-the-penny numbers, and I don't know if I guess I could work on that too. But ultimately, the one-month package is for four sessions, so basically a session per week because there's ideally homework happening in between. And then there's also the three-month package, which is still you know broken down to four. So it totals about 12 sessions. And then the six months, 24 sessions. And then for each 
session, the cost per session is around, let's say $60. So $60 per session times four is 240-ish. And then there's just a little bit of like a 5% savings for each plan with longer time. Okay, gotcha. What package do the majority of your one-on-one personal training clients opt into? They like the three-month package. And once they're done with the three-month package, what usually happens? Let's just say out of 10 clients that you've had, how many of them stop and you never see them again? How many of them say, I want another three months with you? How many of them say, I'm going to now go into your group fitness programs? What does that make up? So I will tell you, being that I just launched in July, I haven't even hit a full 10. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not there yet, but I'm working my way over there. But basically the clients that have signed on have generally renewed. So that has been successful. I have a smaller group for now. And plus, I should also add this other key piece because it's hard to imagine without like me framing it this way. My gym does not suit more than six people. I have like a boutique gym that I'm working out of. So there's never going to be... I'm not necessarily looking for a lot of clientele. So I'm not ever expecting to hit like 20 clients at any given time, unless it's online clients because of my space. And I like a small space because I prefer like more intimate interactions. But all that to say, I've had about more than 10 for sure to do like a group fitness session or to repeat group fitness sessions. But I haven't had enough people to really stay on there. But for the four or five folks I've had sign up for the larger three-month package for personal training sessions, the folks who have come through three months have renewed. So far, so good. But I haven't cleared another cycle to like really see where everyone else is landing just yet. So that would be something just to pay attention to so that you know, Mm -hmm. in business speak, you know that conversion rate basically, and you know Mm -hmm. how effective that that is so that you can start planning on, okay, here's a typical life cycle of a client, which is really ultimately a big question that you want to start understanding. What is a typical life cycle of a client? There's going to be multiple different ways that people come in, right? Like somebody starts with my group fitness program, and then typically they'll come into my one-on-one, they'll stay with me for three months, they'll renew, they stay with me for another three months, life is good, they're feeling great, now they want to up a level and do something else. So like, you kind of want to get to know like, what is the life cycle of a client of mine and what typically are they doing, right? Yes. And one thing just to help you, especially as you're in this experimental phase where you're pretty clear about what you offer and you constantly want to keep really in tune with what they now need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially because you've only been doing this for a couple of months. So like my question that I'm always asking myself in relation to like, okay, I'm doing this work with somebody mm-hmm. and what's now the next step? Yes. What do they now need? So if somebody does your three-month program, mm-hmm. by the end of week 10, 11, 12, you see like they're loving the accountability they're loving this thing. What can I offer next that would enhance their experience and make it super easy for them to say, yes, absolutely. Right now, it sounds like that's, hey, let's keep on doing this for another three months. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Now, once you start getting on the latter point of that three months with them, then you want to start asking yourself that question and be really cognizant about who they are, what they're experiencing. What do they now need from me? Mm-hmm. It might look like something else. So that's something just to keep in mind for down the road as you build out... And as you're sort of proactively constructing, what is this life cycle? And how can I then create what it is that they need, right? Mm -hmm. So if I heard you correctly, your group training programs can't be more than six people. Is that what I heard? The max is 10, but my preference would be like six people. (laughs) So, How much does it cost for somebody to be part of your group training program? Are they paying per session, like a one-offs? Or are they paying for like X amount of sessions? They're paying for, yeah, like a class pass or they can do a walk-on. The walk-on is about 20 bucks. And then the class pass, there's like a 5% discount for either a package of, I believe it's four or the three months, which is 12. And then another version of like the six month, which is around 48 or 24. Forgive me for not thinking too long about it. But basically there's three tiers of like, you can buy the pass or you can buy like a class pass for the day, just walking on without having anything set up. Gotcha. So I wanted to get really clear on that because there's no use in creating any sort of marketing or external, like let's go attract more people into this program unless you know what the programs are. Mm -hmm. And so 
the reason I asked and really wanted to identify all the different offerings that you have is because you want to be really clear about what you offer when you're out there marketing, right? And if you're sitting here saying, oh, I've got all these six things, that can be really confusing. So that's why I wanted to bear it down to like, what do you really want to be marketing? And it sounds like one-on-one personal training and group fitness programs, okay? Yeah. My next question then is going to the end result. How many people do you need to fill this docket? In an ideal world, how many one-on-one clients do you have on a regular monthly basis? And how many group fitness women do you have on a regular monthly basis? And understand that you need to be doing math in order to to come up with those numbers. And so Mm -hmm. you might enter this conversation with, well, I need to make X amount of dollars a month. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. That's why I was asking the price point of all of these. Well, how many women in this program on a regular monthly snapshot, does that mean, right? Mm -hmm. So how much is the group training program bringing in? How much is one-on-one work bringing in? So do you happen to know those numbers? Like how many women you need? I like to look at the quote unquote units as the people because then that just naturally translates into dollars. But my focus is on the people, right? So how many women in each of these? And there could be a variance. Obviously, if you have more group training opportunities and therefore people... Your need to have one-on-one clients is a little lower versus the opposite, right? So do you happen to know those numbers on like how many women you need in each program? Yes and no. So there's still some work to be done. Based on the way you're framing it, I could look at it a little bit more closely. But ultimately, I need 10 in-person personal training clients one-to-one. And then I need about 5 online one-to-one personal training clients. Ideally, I also want to have at least three, four, possibly even five of them be personal training and nutrition combo because that is a better deal for the client and a better deal for me supporting the client. The outcomes are going to be better. So I always like to have folks get the best results. So also ultimately the price point is going to be better too for me to sustain the business and cost of business. And then as far as in-person group fitness I was thinking 16 because the thing that I've noticed between my two sessions a week, some of the people can't make it to both days. So if I have at least 16 people, there's room for everyone and the days are interchangeable and I'm still rounding capacity. So 16 people within the group per week. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I just want to have a side note here to say that you just mentioned one brand new thing that was not included in that ultimate list, which is online personal training folks. So Mm -hmm. does that look like the exact same thing as live? And it's just done virtually as far as like what that offering is and how much that is? So the price point is pretty much the same, but the offerings are slightly different, but it's already set up to basically meet the same markers. So like in a in-person one-to-one personal training session, there's a fitness test that we do to establish like strengths and opportunities as well as BMI, weight loss goals, and just the basic form and technique. And that can also be replicated online. So like everything that I would do in a physical session, there's also a comparative to do for my online sessions. So pretty much the same. Yeah. So how many online personal training clients do you have? I have zero and it's because I have not put any energy into having online clients because being that I just am rolling out, I felt like it would be more thorough to have the in-person clients prioritized just so I could really see Phil touch do and make sure that everything is in place before, you know, a step further back. Yeah. Offer online services. Yeah. And I would tell you that building an online clientele is a little bit different of a marketing plan. It's a little bit different of a plan. Like the packaging is a little bit different. Who's going to say yes is different. And therefore, okay. where and how you're going to attract that person is a little different, right? So it's an entirely different plan. Okay. So I think you're spot on by recognizing, hey, let me do this one-on-one work. Then you also mentioned like kind of the combos of like one-on-one personal training plus this nutrition stuff. So I'm going to hone you back into staying focused on the two offerings the one-on-one training, personal Mm -hmm. training, and the group programs. Now, as you are acquiring those clients and attracting those clients, it sounds like you're having one-on-one conversations with each of them before they sign up. It is a very intimate sign up, right? Meaning like no one's going to your website and just saying, boom, yes, I'm doing this. And all of a sudden I'm here working with you, right? Correct. Yes. There's a wellness consultation that happens for all of the sessions. Perfect. So that's good to know in the sense that what you're talking about out there 
is your one-on-one personal training and your group fitness programs. I saw on your website that you definitely showcase the fact that you do the wellness coaching, the nutrition, right? Like you have all that stuff, but it's not really going to be until somebody comes in to talk to you about what it is that they need that you're then going to direct them to the pieces of the package that's best for them, right? Yes. So I would encourage you to see only two products that you offer. Mm -hmm. One-on-one personal training and group fitness training. How you enhance those with some of the other services that you do is going to naturally come out of people choosing one of those two things, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So that just helps for not only your ability to focus, but your ability to not overwhelm anyone else mm-hmm. before they start a conversation with you with mm-hmm. like, here's the 80,000 things that I can do for you, right? Instead, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you want to work? This is how I work this way or this way. What, do you, what works best for you? Let's sit down and have a conversation about how I might help you best, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, so now let's actually talk about like how do you get more people? So there's something very specific here. So one of your pieces of homework from this is to go back and to find out those real numbers. Mm-hmm. How many women do I need as one-on-one personal training clients on any given month? And how many women do I need for... It sounded like 10, but you had this online stuff too. But like, let's just focus on the live one-on-one stuff. So okay. that's how many women I need for my one-on-one personal training. And this is how many spots I need to fill in my weekly classes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Now let's dive into practical strategies, marketing strategies on how to fill those spots. Okay. What have you been doing so far? How have you been getting 70% of your revenue coming in through one-on-one personal training clients? How have they been coming in? Generally, I've been telling my friends and family, networking. I also have a Yelp page. I also have my website. I also have some SEO support I'm getting from someone I've contracted with to work on SEO. I am listed in Google for local... Hang on, hang on. So I'm not asking you what you're doing now. I'm asking what's working. Why are people coming to you? When they sign up with you, how did they get there? They've talked to me. They've talked to me and they've come to me from different for different reasons in different environments, but they've talked to me and I've explained how I can help them. Perfect. They're talking to you. Why? What's the step that happens right before they talk to you? Have they been referred to you by somebody? Have you met them out at a networking event? What's that part? Either they've come to me through the website. Based on how my website is set up, where if you want to work with me, we have a wellness consultation where I basically do ask, so what is your health or wellness goal that you want to work on? And then from there, I just ask questions based on what they present. And then we pick a plan that works for them. And then the other method is it's like friends or family and they see me demonstrating how healthy is easy. And then they're curious because they want you know to work on that for themselves and then they'll book. So I have friends of friends and then a couple friends of friends of friends that are my primary clients at this time. And actually, I recently did a, a health, fitness, and wellness workshop at a high school and the teacher <laughs> signed up for a package. So like, I'm also looking at that. It's like, oh, maybe do more of those. For that instance, being out in the community doing a workshop brought another client my way. When you say that people came to you via your website and signed up for a 20-minute consult, do you know how they got to your website? Yes. Everyone consistently says Yelp. Okay, gotcha. So what I'm hearing is that what's working so far is what I'm going to call a live like friends and family play, right? Like people who know you, who see you mm-hmm. and want what you have and see you as somebody who can help them get that. And then the other strategy that's working for you is Yelp. I'm getting traffic to my website through Yelp. People are filling out my 20-minute consultation thing. Give me some numbers on out of how many people who have a consultation with you convert into a client. The funny thing is everyone says, yeah. (laughs) So everyone who has a wellness consultation with me says yes. But then the people who actually show up and come in after they've said yes is probably... 65, 70% of the folks that book the consult will say yes so far. Okay. So they're having the consult with you. They say yes. Do they pay before they show up? They pay before they show up. And then only 60 to 70% are actually showing up even after they pay? 
So we have a consultation. They confirm that they want to move forward. I send them an email so they can sign up and pay. And then that is the point where they either pay and come in or they don't pay. And for a while, I was also offering like a free class to come in and get started. And so they would just book the time that they were going to come in without having to pay. And those were the folks who uh, would not come in. So I discontinued that because it wasn't efficient with my time. Of course not. Okay. Very smart. What I'm hearing is optimistically about seven out of 10 people from that call, what they say and what they do are two separate things. So I'm asking what they do. Seven Mm -hmm. out of 10 people on the optimistic side actually convert to clients. Yes. After that consult, right? Yeah. Very good closing rate, girl. That's good. My first phase of intentional marketing is always dissecting what are you doing that's working and let's pour some gasoline on that. Mm-hmm. And then we can go into phase two, which is how do you get more people like that? How do you go outside of what you're already doing and then get more? So I want to focus on phase one. Okay. How can you pour gasoline on what you're already doing to enhance those numbers? And right now, again, we're just really talking about the one-on-one stuff. We'll talk mm-hmm. about the group fitness stuff here in a second. Out of the two ways that you're getting people to come to you, Yelp and friends and family, Mm -hmm. let's talk about friends and family first because that's a pretty simple but powerful strategy, Mm -hmm. which is asking for referrals. Mm -hmm. That's something super simple that we oftentimes really forget to do. This has been a common theme in really powerful marketing that we always forget about, myself included. How am I delivering the best service ever to continue that client base for as long as possible? How can Mm -hmm. I make the life cycle of this one client as long as possible? Mm -hmm. Because there's so much value in a current client. And so we want to make sure that you're not forgetting about your current clients in order to get new clients. You know what I mean? Like we want to do both. We want to put energy into both. But the value of a current client is that you do your best to serve them and to make sure that they're loved and they're getting exactly what they need. They constantly feel challenged and like invigorated by the work that they're doing with you. Mm-hmm. But they continue to renew over and over and over and over again. So that's kind of strategy number one. Over-deliver the hell out of your awesomeness to your current clients. And as it pertains to the friends and family part of that clientele, well, I mean, this is true actually for all of your current clients. Ask for referrals. Mm -hmm. And you can even create some sort of a referral offering, I'm going to say, and it doesn't need to be as formal as what I'm making it sound. But it could just be like, hey, listen, if you refer a new client to me and they sign up with me, I'll give you a free session. That's kind of worth it for somebody to be able to like tack on a free session with you just because they have been bragging about you, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the beauty about the work that you do. When you do your work well and it's working for the client, it's visible to other people. And so they're mm-hmm. going to ask, what are you doing? You're like getting into mad shape and you're like looking really good and you're glowing. What are you doing? And they're going to say, you need to see my girl Brandy. Mm-hmm. This happens with hairdressers all the time, by the way. When people see like, oh my God, I love your hair, girl. Where'd you get it done? And you're automatically, you're happy to say, this is Mm -hmm. my girl over here. You need to go see her. Here's her number. And Mm -hmm. that is how every great hairdresser that I know who's like the solopreneur and they that's what they love doing. That's how they build out a book of business that they never go hungry. They Mm -hmm. always have a lineup of people. They have a waiting list like three months long to get in. And that's how. It's like, do great work. Let it be shown. And let other people ask, what are you doing? Okay. So keep that in mind. And your clients need to be educated about what to do in that scenario. And just the fact that you're looking to fill some spots, like you're looking for more clients. So proactively ask your clients, Hey, if you have anyone else who wants to do this work, let me know. And if you bring somebody in and they become a client of mine, like I'll give you a free session or whatever it is that you decide to give them. Okay. Okay. That's for friends and family type stuff. Okay. Super simple. And I'm itemizing it because it is super simple. And these are things that we often just so often overlook. Let's shift now over to the Yelp strategy. So I'm not incredibly familiar with what is possible within the Yelp platform. Mm -hmm. But my immediate thought is, what can you do to enhance your visibility on Yelp? My gut guess is that you can probably pay to advertise there. Mm -hmm. And pay to advertise in a way that gives you a lot more visibility with the local community. You could probably pick, you know, Yelp is like, it's all about where you are. It's all about geo targeting and location. So Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend that you look into paid advertising for Mm -hmm. Yelp and see what's possible there. Is that why you're getting those numbers? 
Well, I don't feel like much shifted because the clients I have currently, it actually feels like my consults have slowed down, actually, after actually setting up my paid advertisement with Yelp. So something shifted there. I'm still trying a second round of maybe doing it. There's more than one way to approach marketing or advertisement in Yelp. So I'm going to go back and try a different route. But I feel like my progress dwindled a little bit after signing on to like do the paid advertisement. Okay. (laughs) That's very strange. And I would bet that Yelp has some sort of like advertising representatives. So I would ask them like, Hey, what's going on? Like, cause they want you to keep paying. So they're incentivized to help you. Yeah. Just say, dude, the moment I started paying, I'm getting less people calling me. Like, what do I need to tweak here? What do I need to do? Reach out to them and get some help on tweaking how you do the ad, what you do the ad. You might find out it has the wrong zip code on it. I don't know. I, I don't know what's there. So like get some help with a Yelp rep and ask how you can make the most out of the ad dollars that you're ready to put into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of social media presence that you have. Just one minor little strategy is that you can use what's happening in Yelp and share it with your social media following. So you could take little snapshots of what's happening in Yelp and hey, look how many stars we got. Oh, I'm so proud. If you're getting feedback, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're getting ratings and all that sort of stuff in Yelp, Mm -hmm. then you could take a snapshot of those and go share those out with your social media. I mean, you can use what's happening in Yelp to spread that message out in other ways. Does that make sense? Yes. I've been gently testing that, but not enough to really say it's going left or right. Just because I had some sort of weird thing about, well, this doesn't match everything else. (laughs) Like on Instagram, you know, it can look a little off. So I've been trying to figure out how to do it where it doesn't become distracting or look out of place with everything else. I feel like that is a really strong way to like send the message of this is what I'm doing over here. People are enjoying this and they are getting what they they came to get. Yeah. Show up imperfectly. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be pretty. It's not always going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly. You got to start ugly, girl. Like, okay, who cares if it doesn't match, you know, how pretty things are on Instagram. Just get that out of your head. Just post it and see what happens. You never know. Yeah, true. We're going to talk a little bit about more of social media stuff here in a second, but you know, my ultimate advice is really dig into more of what you're doing that's working. The secondary Mm -hmm. strategy there is what else is there out there besides Yelp that people are going and searching for? Mm -hmm. What other apps? What other directories? One in particular is called Nextdoor, the Nextdoor app. It's specifically garnered for neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Some of it has to do with whether you actually live in the same neighborhood that you are like the same zip code that you're doing your work in, right? Mm -hmm. But that's another great app where you can go to and basically neighbors are talking. And so like I can go on my Nextdoor app and say, guys, I'm looking for a babysitter. Who knows one? And I can... People put on there like, oh, lost cat. You know, like they are talking about what's going on in the neighborhood. There are absolutely advertising opportunities on there. There are spaces for businesses to be able to say what they do and who they are. So that's Mm -hmm. another advertising platform. And you can just get in with the local community there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So those are just a couple of things to think through. Like what other platforms like Yelp? Like, can I duplicate what's happening on Yelp? And what other platforms are there like that? Okay? Okay. Because if you know that you have a 70% closing strategy with your 20-minute consultation your number one goal is to get more consultations. And you could do backwards math saying, if I need 10 clients and I have a 70% closing rate, how many does that mean? How many people do I need to talk to? How many people need to sign up for that 20-minute session in order for me to have my 10 clients? That's it. The second phase of that, which I I don't want to spend too much time on because this is about like just immediate... What things can you do immediately action-wise? But... Mm -hmm. Second phase of this one-on-one personal training plan then becomes, okay, well, how do I get people who don't already know what I do to know what I do? Yeah. That's when we start talking about the social media stuff. Okay. Okay. So that's when we start talking about like, what are your social media platforms? Where are you naturally already? Where are your people? So women who are ideal clients for you, where are they? That is a foundational marketing question. Where are the women who are ideal for this particular program that I offer? And how can I find more of them? Before we get into this like 
here are five different social media platforms that I need to be on and here's strategies for each of them. I don't believe in that crap. It is Mm -hmm. about A, where do you really love being? And B, equally important, where are the ladies who are ideal for your programs? And then how Mm -hmm. can you strategically show up in front of them? Mm Mm-hmm. I know that's like not very incredibly specific, but that's at least a mindset about how to go into that larger phase two of marketing. Okay. Yes. Let's shift over to group training programs. Okay. This is a little bit different. The woman who signs up for group training, she's at a different point. She's a different kind of a, of a woman than the person signing up for one-on-one training, right? How does somebody come to sign up for your group training fitness programs? They've come to me from the wellness consultation or they're a friend and family member that know that I offer group training sessions and they want to get in shape. So they'll come and sign up and just start going to the classes. It's still the same path, more or less, that folks are coming here. But the, it's kind of a mixed bag where folks have been signing up and then they'll come and they'll do the sessions. But the commitment isn't consistent across the board. So some folks are coming because they like the idea of getting fit and aren't fully ready yet to like change the behavior of making space to practice their exercise on a regular basis. And then other folks are like committed and this is it, I'm doing it. And they're just there consistently. So there's two types of folks who are showing up to the group fitness class. And it seems like my numbers have dropped because the folks who are maybe not as ready as they were in the moment of setting up with me. Life has gotten back in the way for them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but they're still coming the same direction, ideally with the plan of trying to hold more consistent exercise as a part of their new routine. Okay, cool. So what I'm hearing is one of the ways that they come in is through this 20-minute consult. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like through that 20-minute consult, they're either coming directly into one-on-one with you or they're coming into the group program. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Then I would imagine same kind of a concept. You're sending them the link. They're signing up for it. Do you have more people signing up for like a packaged program, like X amount of sessions? And if so, like what's the most popular program that people are signing up for for the group fitness? Or the, is it the one-off, one-time, let me come try it out? Or is it one month, three months, or six months? It's the the three month. Same one, right? Three months? Yeah, which is the 12 class pass. And it sounds like we still need to have some time under our belt for you to realize whether somebody coming into the three months is going to convert into another three months. Out of all the people who have been in your three-month program, have they come up on renewal basically yet? Two. Two of the folks are still there. I don't know, because I have other folks that are members, but they're not coming to class. So it's just one of those things where it's kind of half and half, where the folks who are past first cycle paid, everyone's paid for their classes, but not everyone's attending their classes. Mm -hmm. So I would say two have been consistently coming and like really holding their fitness and have like a consistent pattern around it so far. And by the way, that's kind of the nature of your business, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the frustrating thing and whatever it is, what it is. What does that mean for them? If they don't come, if they get 12 sessions Mm -hmm. and they're just not showing up, they're showing up intermittently. Is it like a use it or lose it kind of a thing? Yeah, you have about four months to use your sessions. Being that the 12 class pass is going to last you up to three months if you're if you're going really slowly about attendance. But if you're going fast, it's like a month and a half at most. So yeah, after that, but I, I do have a plan to generally when a month passes of lapse classes to say, hey, you know, you have so much time. So yeah. what would you like to do? How are you? This is why like gyms are so incentivized to spend a lot of time and energy on the people who are not coming. The more that you come, the more committed you are, the longer term of a client you're going to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff to dig into there about how you can show up and get more stickiness with current Mm -hmm. clients. Okay. But that's a separate conversation. Mm -hmm. The conversation that you want to have today is how do I get more people into that program? So once again, we start with phase one, which is what is currently working and how can you do more of it? Okay. Mm -hmm. So if what's currently working is again, juicing up Yelp and getting more people into those 20 minute conversations, friends and family, asking them to share, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's some outside ideas that are totally random that I just want to bring up. Who wants group fitness programs in this kind of a way? And can I be the one to provide it for them? One thing that you can do is you can start like something like a meetup group that basically is 
your workout session, it's X amount of dollars to come. And it could be like, maybe it's a discounted first session or whatever it is, or it's just a one-off and it's like, Hey, come join us. Meetup itself as a platform is a really good way to advertise for what you do. Mm-hmm. So it could just be, Hey, this is the group fitness. Come join us. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just random ways that I've seen local boot camps and stuff like that is you can make sure that you are again, starting with asking yourself, where are these women and how are they going to find out about me? Mm-hmm. A lot of them are like, what's happening in my area? tampabay.com and what's happening this weekend. You can post your event. And I'm using air quotes right now because it's an, it's an event. Like here's this bootcamp, right? Here's this group fitness program. So that's definitely something that you can do is you can go find all these publications where you can post your event. And like, here's what it is and come join us. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you could do is you could get really smart with some Facebook ads. Becky Fox is somebody that I had interviewed a long time ago. And she had group fitness programs, just like what you're talking about. It's local group fitness programs. And she got damn savvy girl with Facebook ads. And the mm-hmm. power of Facebook ads for her and for you is that it's super geo-targeted. So you can mm-hmm. target women in these particular zip codes of this particular income bracket or who describe themselves as this Mm-hmm. and start playing around with different programs. And one of the really cool things that she did that you could experiment with is have like challenges that could get people interested in your brand. Mm-hmm. Hey, come here to participate in this challenge. It's only X amount of dollars to participate in this challenge. And they be- instead of just regular like run-of-the-mill fitness training programs, it becomes like an event, like a specific... Mm-hmm. like. Right now, the- at the time that you and I are talking, this is going to go live in the new year. But at the time that you and I are talking... It's right before the holidays. We're mm-hmm. in you know, mid-November here. And so you could very realistically have like a holiday fitness challenge, the 10-day holiday fitness challenge, and here's what it is. And you mm-hmm. come in and this is what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. And you can use that in two ways. You could have something that's free mm-hmm. and is connected to some sort of like online email system that's coming at them and saying, hey, here's your challenge and here's what it is. Mm-hmm. And talking about your coming to you physically during certain parts of that. And or you could have it like, this is it. Sign up for our challenge and this is how much it is and come to our kickoff here on this particular day, right? Mm-hmm. When this goes live in the new year, oh my God, that is the perfect time to do this. Like this is the new year. Like you have so much potential to do marketing around the new year and everyone wants to be healthy and fit in the new year and they are making financial and lifestyle decisions those first couple of weeks of January in order to do mm-hmm. so, Right. Yes. I would optimize the hell out of that time. Just say, hey, this is the time to do it and come up with creative challenges, programs, specific week, like the month of January, like 30-day challenge and come here and I don't know what that consists of. But like you can really use the season in order to do that. And you can use Facebook ads in order to get you in front of women in your local area who wouldn't normally know about you. Okay. I have something planned on that note, and uh, I'm using the next month and a half to get everything lined up. I hadn't thought about Facebook marketing for it, but yeah, I have a 21-day program that I'm working on now to use for like late December, early January, and Facebook ads has been something I've never been able to figure out. So I will be trying to I'll check the show notes and try and remember the woman that you were mentioning because I think that would make a big difference. I've tried in the past and it was nightmarish before. Well, and I'll tell you, and she's very... Becky was very honest about this. Like it did not start out perfectly. Like it didn't start pretty. Like she got savvy at it because she kept trying it and saying, well, that didn't work. Well, that didn't work. Well, that didn't work. How can I get people here? That strategy has its own internal education about all of the different ways that you could do that. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to kind of give you like a peppering of different ideas on what you could do to get in front of audiences who don't already know about you. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that would be for like group fitness stuff. The last piece of advice that I would give you is to go research other group fitness programs and see what they're doing. See if there's something that you're like, wow, that's a really cool idea. I'm going to implement that too, or I'm going to implement that my own way. So, whew. We covered a lot and we didn't cover everything, obviously. (laughs) We definitely got into some phase one marketing, how to do what is already working, but do it better and dig in deeper to that. And Mm -hmm. how to start thinking about it, at least with some 
cool ideas about how to get into phase two, which is how to get in front of people who don't already know about you. Do you feel pretty set on that? Yes, I do have some great things I'm going to do immediately after I get off this call with you. So yes, Good. I, I think that went really well. Thank you. Good. And I want to make sure to drive home. I hope that this is evident literally in every single live coaching session that comes out here on the podcast, which is it all starts with getting clarity on who you are, who you're for, what you offer. And in relation to that prior question, who is the best person who is for each of those offerings? And so what I'm seeing here with you is just getting really clear on here's the 12 things that I have and trying to make sure that you are like communicate those everywhere. That can be really overwhelming. And instead, paring it down to just the two mm-hmm. and allowing everything else to be enhancements on those two things, which they are mm-hmm. right now, right? Mm-hmm. That clarity in and of itself will help you then go out and attract more of people into those two things and give you so much focus on what the purpose of your marketing is, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're not worried about marketing your nutritional stuff. Now you're not worried about marketing your wellness stuff. Like, No, if 70 and 30% of your revenues are coming in and you love both of those things, both of those programs, the one-on-one and the group fitness, focus on that. Go dig deeper into that. Okay? Okay. All right, girl. Got a plan. Woo! Thank you for being here, Brandy. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate your time and your insight. It's great to have someone else see outside of my own head. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I never take it for granted that you, a very busy and high-performing woman entrepreneur, listens to the Biz Women Rock podcast. If you got any value out of today's show, if there were any aha moments that you had, I would so appreciate you turning around and sharing it with another woman entrepreneur who needs that aha as well. From me and the entire Biz Women Rock team, we'll see you on the next episode.